Good evening, and thank you for joining us in another installment of the Midnight Run by KWZG. We've got a fantastic and powerful hour for you tonight. Uh, we're going to learn a bit with Professor Lewis Chapman, who's in house today, on what's this? And some surprising facts about shaving. You might not see shaving the same way again. And we're going to take a walk to Virginia City, Montana, a mining town that go subterranean in more than one way. And then call Carl. Carl is accepting all of your calls today about vacations on the horizon. we got special guest Carl Umana in tonight. So call Carl Umana with anything about your vacations coming up. Lines are open now. Please call. And stay tuned. This is the Midnight Run by KWZD. KWZD is supported by members like you. Yes, a member like you. Except not all of you, because not all of you are members. So become a member today and receive a free tote with any scale of membership. Up next is What's This? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Professor Lewis Chapman. You are currently listening to another episode of What's This? In which we will be taking you into to the fantastic world of shaving and the mysterious truth behind it. You see, much like the lion, the human woman used to be the stronger, more dominant of the species. They would hunt and war with the other tribes. And it wasn't until men began to shave and disguise themselves as women to overthrow them in seats of power. Ah, then the tides changed and history was rewritten. A shaved face became a sign of wealth and power and then it grew into the business community. Now, we have three wonderful hosts here to tell you all about shaving and its implications on society. First, we have Dr. Tobias Werfel, the anthropologist. Thank oh. you for having me. Well, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. And we have um, Callium Newcomb, the author of Shaved. It's, it's truly a pleasure. Well, thank you for being here. We're glad to have you. And we also have the four-time international beard champion, Colin Linkowitz. Welcome to the show. Oh, just, just call me Lynn. Oh, well, all right then, Lynn. Let's get started. Now, we, we of course, need to start in uh, the Paleolithic era, in which the world, as Beyonce said, was really ran by girls. Mr. Mr. Newcomb, in, in, in your book, Shaved, uh, you, you describe how coming out of the uh, Paleolithic era into the Bronze Age, there was this paradigm shift in, in, in both grooming and power structure, correct? Yes, that's, that's very correct. Now, you see, what what happened was the, the discovery and... and metallurgy of bronze had really just expedited the the usage of these razors before it was made out of out of glass or or other shorn materials but now they could cast it 
into perfectly shaped objects that let you shave with precision. And, and this precise, very close shave let the man more accurately portray themselves as a woman. And, and I, I, I greatly believe that the, the invention of metallurgy is what really, really stepped men into the limelight. That is... As I say in my book, uh, Shaved, uh, you, you, you could buy it on eBay and Amazon. It's filed under new, Newcom with a B, Newcomb. And um, it's just, it's, it's fascinating to, to think that this, this shift in the, the paradigm was, was really brought about by the, the, the new materials that they were able to use. That is completely fascinating. Now, uh, Dr. Warfield, you've mentioned in your work that this created a a complete power vacuum um, in in the roles because the men were had a very uh, steady role as breeders and as guard dogs to the women's facilities. Now, how did how did this uh, disrupt society when they started taking on uh, more administrial positions. When men were able to disguise themselves as women with no beards and they just proceed forward with clean shaven face and they were able to then instill more of their views in the tribe because you're you're taking someone who has been you know uh, cast down they've been uh, marginalized marginalized perfect and uh, they they have other ideas as how things should be ran so when they became into the the thrones of power in these tribes and it really changed things and we've noticed in some areas that they demanded more equality which is kind of interesting and so you started seeing some tribes where men and women were equal and other tribes where men just became more powerful how fantastical men and women as equals in tribes Mm -hmm. Wow, so really, you know, to borrow a phrase uh, from your from your writing, they went from razors to razors yeah. and uh, really changed all of society. Now, Mr. Colin Linkowitz, um, you have been a proud advocate of the beard and uh, and reclaiming it as a as a as a sense of a man's identity and strength. Now, uh how how does how does that factor in to everything in your life personally? Well, you see here, as I agree, is I've read both of these gentlemen's works before. A lot of people just think you grow, you wake up one day and think I'm gonna grow a beard. That is not that simple. You gotta study. You gotta really think and become the beard. So in my studying for the beard, I have touched upon both of these gentlemen's works, and I believe it's still very much in our culture to shun the beard and have beards be more like a lower class. Now you see, I personally, I grow my beard and I do these competitions as a sign of like counterculture. Really take it to the status quo of society. Well, and, I, and I've noticed you have here on your forearm a tattoo of President Rutherford B. Hayes, of course. The, uh, the president to have the longest beard in American history. Now, how has how has he inspired you personally? Really, such a man of grace and power to just come out and just say, you know, 
I don't mind that my face is a little warm and a little itchy. I don't mind that I have to groom not both my hair, but my face. I appreciate that. That really spoke to me in such a, such a large way. Amazing. And I think, you know, honestly, it speaks to all of us um, who are here trying to say, you know what? I don't need to be ashamed of what's on my face. I think that's a very strong message um, to take into the future. And that's all the time we have for uh, tonight, audience. And thank you to all the guests here for joining us. Thank Thank you. And we will see you next time on What's This? And we will be discussing the history of the mighty, mighty beekeeper. You're listening to KWZD. And we'll see you next time. KWZD is made possible by not just member-supported audience, but also the occasional sponsor, like this sponsor from Peebles People. I'm Thaddeus Wunch, and I have three children. My name is Harry Giles, and I enjoy the occasional taco. I'm Frederick Dingleton, and I eat my own toenails. I'm Bill Washman, and I just don't bathe. I'm Hank Johnson, and my brother's cousin is also my mom. I'm Larry Lurch, and I collect teeth. I'm Fred Fredrickson, and I sleep in a coffin. I'm William Baker, and I don't know where my dog is. Why be a person when you could be people's people? Hello, listeners, and welcome back. It's me, Gene Greer, and let's go for a walk. Today we'll be visiting the fantastic city of Virginia City, Montana. Now, this year, Virginia City has seen a record high of 82 degrees Fahrenheit. And the people have decided that it, it, that's just too hot. That's, that's too many degrees for them. So in an effort to cool down and keep the heat off of themselves, they've decided to retreat into the abandoned mines. They've taken all of the residents and moved completely deep underground to avoid the heat. This is a move that is not unheard of. It, it was actually done in Cooper Petty, Australia. But this city claims that they have a corner on it that theirs is the most original. And we'll get into it and try to talk to some people and get their perspective on it. All right, let's grab our lantern and head on in. I see a man there. He's got a bunch of his gadgets and it looks almost like a makeshift mine museum of sorts. Let's get get over there and talk. Excuse me, sir. Yes, hello. It's, it's, I'm, I'm Gene Greer. I'm from the radio station. Uh, I believe I oh, talked sorry, to we, the mayor we, or someone. Oh, yes. I've, I've been informed of you coming, and uh, it's great to, great to have you here. Because I am uh, Dan Hickman, a local historian and 
and the chief curator of one of the crown jewels of this fair town is the Thompson Hickman Museum. Oh, I saw the building on my way in. That's the fantastic one right there off of It is quite magnificent. Road. It has 12 stair steps. That it is, is the highest building in the town, and uh, we wear it with pride. And as you can see, I saw you admiring my little makeshift museum that I have for the summer months. That, now, can, can you walk me through a few of the objects you have laid out here before me? I see what appears to be a very large rock. Uh, yes, it is said that the great John Bozeman once spat on this rock on his way out of town. He used to live in this fair city before he went to go and find a Bozeman, Montana, which is, of course, the fourth yes. largest city in our fair state. And we're just honored that he came through uh, Virginia City at any time. I, I do believe that the man had been quoted in his own biography as saying, uh, excuse my language, but F Virginia City, Montana. Um, yes, we do have a very colorful history filled with a lot of frustration for some people, which is actually how we ended up underground. Yes, could, could you touch on that a little bit? There's um, claims I hear that yours is the most original underground city movement, and that Cooper Petty is, in fact, a copycat. Well, of course. Of course. This was done. Um, this is a mining town, a great and glorious mining town. There used to be thousands of prospectors here when this was the old Montana Territory. Oh. Back in 1873, is people were coming in droves to this fair township, and it was completely unincorporated to the United States as large. So it was what some might call lawless, savage, and dirty and disgusting, but it was home to many great people. And it was found that um, it was a rife breeding ground for crime of all types. People hauling their gold out would just be slaughtered on site and in the middle of the street and taken for everything they had. So it was almost a means of safety in the summer months is to hide underground, is to hoard all of your belongings and find yourself a nice cave or divot within this subterranean township. And before you knew it, cottage industries just started to come down. We found the hardware labs were coming down to sell lanterns. The bakeries were coming down baking bread here in some of the shafts. It was uh, several, several dozens died uh, before they truly worked out the kinks, but necessity is the mother of invention. We've been doing this for over a hundred years, and we find that it just keeps on getting... The, the bandits are no longer around, but the uh, it's getting hotter. We're in a changing world, and uh, tradition's tradition. And to be honest, we just kind of like it down here. That's fascinating. It's It has such a, a root of like usefulness and survivability to come in here. And now, now it's to retreat from the heat rather than from theft and, and uh, loss of life. Theft, murder, yes. Uh, just name a few things. And we're a fairly small town, as I think. You you being here actually almost makes us... Are you here alone? I, I do tend to travel by myself. God damn it, we almost broke 200 people in this city. Well, perhaps there's somebody rummaging around in the overground and then we could consider ourselves over 200 at this point. 
I'm going to stick with the details. And I'm, that's not going to work for me. All right. And we don't much like to fraternize with the overground folk. The sky heathens, as we call them. The sky heathens. Uh, once it hits about June 16th, we kind of try to shut the door on seeing, seeing the outdoors for a little bit. That's when we nestle in. And, you know, around September, we'll send somebody up to go and have a look at what's going on. Gauge on the weather and see... If there's any bandits about. Any bandits about, any heat waves we still need to be like wary of. Because if the town had just disappeared, that happened one summer and it was quite unnerving. But we ended up finding it. That, that is, that's great. Uh, it, would, it would be terrible to lose your hometown. Oh, it was, it's quite terrifying. It's all you can find in the main building museum. You come in here all through October, and let me tell you this... All 198 of us are buzzing and out in the streets. Well, I'll look forward to that. Thank you for your time and the history lesson of this wonderful town. Thank you for coming here, and you should go tell them all these out in Cooper Petty that, well, they can just suck. Well, you heard that, listeners from Cooper Petty. The people here say you can suck it. Now, let's go a little bit deeper in this mine, see if we could... Oh, I think I hear... I hear a man mining. Let's let's find the source of that noise. Excuse me, sir. Sir? Uh, yep. Yeah. How are you doing? I, I don't How mean to doing? interrupt your, your mining, but I would I'd just like a short sit-down to talk to you about your town. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Talk away. Go, keep going. Do what you do. So I, I see that you've, as a town, come to retreat underground to this derelict coal mine and here you are they're mining they're, they're I don't know what that means they're elite, but it's, it's no longer functioning uh, you know it's, well, it's we functioning here you know see everybody I'm mining right here you, you got a little Billy over there a little damn Billy he you know eating the popsicle stick Dan Dorita over down the street she's sewing up a, a good old pair of drawers now 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 see we have the most kind of functional kind of place in here that you can ever come across. So you, you got you got 198 people. All you got to do is catch a couple of moose, and then you're good for the rest of the summer. And, and you, you get some moose, some uh, potatoes, and, and and some water, and you just hold out here until the heat clears up. Now you see that that 82 degrees is completely unbearable. We can't we can't handle none of that kind of heat. Human beings are meant to 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 cope with those kinds of high temperatures. Yes. So the, what we're doing out here is we are the least derelict society in America. See, we have completely functional, completely functional. Ain't nothing that's not functioning down here in Virginia City, Montana. Completely functional. I, I, I did catch that. So this, this whole town is, they've taken what they've done above ground and they're just, you guys are just doing this down here. You're doing what you normally do out and do about. Do what we do even better than we normally do it. If you ask me, see, we doing it uh, so much better down here underground. I'm not even sure that I'm gonna go above ground ever again in my life. I might just stay down here and catch some more moves uh, every once in a while, and then just go right back down underground with some potatoes and some water and some mining equipment. Fascinating, moose that. So moose is is the the city's staple food. We in Montana, it's it's the city staple everything. That that is very true. 
You use a moose for everything. That's like the Native American thing. They use every part of every part of the moose for anything you need to do. Everything. Wow. Need a chair? Moose. Need a hat? Moose. Need a brand new PlayStation 2? Well, you just carve you up some moose and you make it work. Moose. That is, that's, that's fascinating. Um, I think, thank you for your time. I'm going to run away now. Well, yep, yep, get on now. No, I'll keep on minding. Okay, well, let's see if we can find just one person who who has their wits about them who can talk to me. I believe the mayor said he'd be over there at the brightly lit corner. I think that's it. Hello, Miss Mr. Mayor, are you are you here? Are you in? Doc, Doc, Dan Dawkins, go, sir. Go, hello there. Oh, there you. Thank you. Oh, couldn't quite see you. Come, come into the light. Come, come over here. Come I'm, I'm sorry. I, I left my lantern back at the old mining guy. Really oh, you, you must be talking about slippery. Um, slip, slip, slipper clothes. Sure, he he definitely seemed uh, slippery as a person. Oh, he's a he's a talker that when I can understand, just wanted to just drop everything and run away. Yes, it 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 was quite an encounter, um, but it's. A great insight to the life you guys lead down here, and I see, how that's what I love about down here in the uh, down here in the tunnels. What I like to call them down here in the tunnels is we got all kinds of characters. You think, oh, those those tunnel people, those under those subterranean, they're they're weird folk. No, you see, we're a very normal group of people. We have all different kinds down here. Is what I love to tell people. Is it takes all kinds to dig a tunnel, and we got them all down here. That is very true. It, it, it does take quite a bit of people to dig out a tunnel. And these, these tunnels are vast. I, I've, I've walked what feels like miles, and I don't think I've seen even a quarter of what this mine shaft has to offer. How, how large of a, uh, an area would you say these, these tunnels take up? Well, you see, it's, it, it's hard to say exactly because really... What you do is when you build your home is you literally dig it into the earth itself. So most of these homes, just they just keep on digging. So the city could extend for, for miles for all we know. It is really hard to keep track of all these people down here with the love just digging and digging. Really, that's just what we do down here in the, in the cool summer days. Just, just dig away and forget the heat. So that's the whole point. Is forgetting, forgetting the heat. That that is it. It's getting hotter and hotter every year, and so I could see the need to retreat further underground and and maybe extend the time that you've been here. Now you see, as as the mayor, it is my job to keep keep up with all the the news from not only down here in the tunnels but up in the world above. I hear it got to 90 degrees the other day. Can you believe that? Nine zero. That is just, that is squeltering. I could not believe, could you just believe that? I mean, you came from up there. It, it, it had gotten to over 90 degrees in, in some places, I Ooh, believe. You know, I just can't, I don't understand. We should all just take the world and just move it underground. I think that would solve a lot of issues. It'd solve a lot of problems. It solved all of our problems. I mean, you do have a point there. You guys seem happier and healthier down here than 
you were. We are, we are all happy, happy folk. All 109. Oh, you know what? 199. We got to we got ourselves one more down here. Oh, yeah. While you while you take a look around, why don't you take a look at some of them walls? See, uh, see if you can't just start uh, dig yourself out a little uh, nice little spot. Maybe we can uh, keep you, keep that 99th uh, person down here. Uh, I'll think about it, but no, no. Is, why don't you? No, come with me, sir. No, let's let's go let's go look so, look look around here and see if we can't keep you. Uh, all right, all right. We'll 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 walk along and we could talk a little bit more on the the ideology of your town now. Some of your people have seemed to voice the desire to stay underground year-round. What do you, as the mayor, feel on that? No, you see, as the mayor, as I feel it is my duty to never leave the tunnels. Now, when some people like to go and uh, collect the various things from the outside world, some moose or whatnot, now, you see, I stay here. I gotta make sure everything is right as dirt down here. Now you see, I support that idea. We should just stay down here year long. What does the surface give us? What the surface giving you, sir? What is the surface giving you? It, Nothing. It, I'll uh, answer it for you. So really, we should just stay down all year long. That that's uh, you know, speak, great. There's a great nice little little corner right here. You can just carve that out yourself. I, I Look, could. It's just um, crumbling off the. So you, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go up. I saw a couple of pickaxes near the entrance of the mines. I'm gonna go get that, and I'll be, I'll be right back. You're not lying now, that you're not fiddling with me. I I'm right, I'm waiting right here for you. All right, I look forward to it. I look forward to you now. All right, so listeners, um, I would like to formally apologize for lying to that man. I know, I do not like to lie, and I have put forth a character that doesn't lie, but I felt for my own safety, I had to get out of there. This is a fascinating town. And towns like this are popping up all across the world. As, as heats rise or drop, they, there are even towns where it gets so cold you have to retreat underground to preserve heat. And it's quite a fascinating thing to see them up close and personal. I highly recommend it, but make sure you have an out because as I have experienced, they want to keep you there. So. Thank you for listening, and tonight you can say, I took a walk with Gene Greer. From everyone at KWZD, keep listening. KWZD is member-supported radio that is also brought to you by sponsors such as Virginia City Montana Moose Milk, the most refreshing and nutritious drink this side of the Canadian border. You're listening to KWZD. Good mo- um, good evening, uh, KWZD, um, people that listen. Um, I'm Carl Umana, and, uh, you're, you're here with Carl Carl. Today we're talking about vacationing. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna vacation. If you go on a vacation, it's time to vacation. And give me a call. And yeah, let's see. Someone calling right now? Do I? Do I get it? Hello, Carl? I think I gotta push this button right here. Hello. Hey. Hello. 
Episodes about vacations, right? No, I think that was last week. Okay. Well, um, fiddlesticks. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ask you about my vacation problem, if that's going to be okay. Yeah, that's good, because that's this week's, you know, uh, topic, so go ahead. Okay. Well, the missus and I, we go on a big vacation every year, and we save up all year to go on this vacation, and we are just at an impasse. I want to go to the rock and roll city of Bozeman, Montana, and she thinks we'd be better spent going to Halsworth, Kentucky, which, I mean, a city, both cities need no introduction, but we just don't know how to decide. We don't know which one to go to, and, and maybe you could be our tiebreaker, Carl. What do you think? Well, I think the best thing for a vacation is that you just don't impasse it. You know, you, you got to... Stop and enjoy the cities you're gonna go to. No, yeah, but we just can't decide which city to go to. I say you just try to try to hit both, but you know when when you're about to impasse it, just to stop and hang out for a couple days, you know, and then you could impasse your way through and maybe get to the next city. I mean, they're in Montana, Kentucky. They're like right next to each other. You'd be good. How many days you got? Um, we try to spend like a full three weeks and wherever we go to just get a full feel and really immerse ourselves how, in the locale. How slow do you drive? And we, we're gonna fly there, Carl. How? On an on an airplane, I'd I'd expect commercial. Uh, Southwest typically has the best prices, so we usually. Where do you say, live? Well. I'm not comfortable with saying exactly, but uh, I do live in uh, New Mexico. All right, so I highly suggest, and this is just from me, uh, you don't fly southwest because you want to go north for Montana. You know, uh, it's gonna it's gonna take you a long time if you only got a couple weeks. Just just go straight there, you know. Maybe, maybe just drive. Don't fly all the way south way. You could go across the world. So you're saying to go to Montana? You're saying I'm right? I should tell my wife that, 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 that you said go to Montana. Yeah, just impasse slowly, you know. Stop and enjoy. You gotta take your time. Uh, okay, Carl. Thank you. Hi, hi. Thanks, thanks for calling. Uh, that was Jeff, our IT guy. I guess, uh, I guess he's gonna take a vacation. I really hope I can figure out this system before he goes. Uh, but you know what? It is a good point. Stop. Smell the roses, people. If you're on vacation, then just slow down. I think we got next caller. You're on. You're on. Oh, hi, hi. Lily. Lily, look at this. I, I just came back from... Alaska, look at these pictures, Lily. Hello. It's I got I got I got pictures on the boat, and then okay. this is a picture of me eating a big steak. It was real hard to do because I don't have teeth, and I just 
I just ate at it real slow. And I just. Hey, Jeff. Lily. Lily. Hey. All right, so Lily, do you have a question for Carl? Could, 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 could you see this? Look, look at this. This is. This is this is this is when I won that shuffleboard, and okay. and they said they said it's it's the best shuffleboard they have seen, and and I I just I, I think I think I miss you, Lily. Right. You could you could call your your grandpa sometime, and and tell him, hey, I love you, grandpa. So and, and what I'm getting here is that you like cruise ships. I I, I like them a lot. Me too, man. Cruising. And 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 then ne- next year I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the Jamaica. And, and it's gonna be fun. You you can stop by. You say uh, say hi right. to your old grandpa, grandpappies. So uh yeah, go ahead and uh mail out that ticket to Carl Mana at uh KWCD. <laughs> Is is that who who handles your mail now, Lily? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go right. ahead. I'll send it right out, Lily. It's right. nice talking to you. I love you. Yeah, love you too, Lily. All right. Uh, sometimes we get some some strangers on here. It happens. Some people are uh, a little confused, but whatever, you know. To each their own. But if you're listening. And, uh, you've never been cruising, I say, that's a good vacation. You don't have to worry, you don't have to drive, and there's plenty of booze out on the open seas. Alright, where's our next caller? Hello? Jeff, can you help me out? What's going on here? Push the buttons. Hello? Hello? No, am I on with Carl? I, can can you hear me? Is this is this Carl? If you can hear me, I can hear you. But is you that you know that makes perfect sense. That's right. That's oh, why I'm here. You know what? I'm so this is starting off so well. Now I'm calling in because well I don't want to say my name. Just I want it to be as much of a surprise as I can. I'm going on a vacation and I want to surprise my boyfriend. And I just I just need to know the perfect way to do it. Uh, hello? Are you still there? Can you hear me? You need to know how to surprise him? Yeah, I need to know how to surprise him. Alright, so the trick to most surprises is that you just don't tell him, and then, then you tell him. You tell him what he, he doesn't expect it, and then, that's a surprise. So just tell him when he doesn't expect it. Well, I'm, well, I'm looking at him right now. Through through his window and well, he's there with his wife and kids. But you so you don't think he suspects anything? Should I, should I tell him right now? I mean, it would be a big surprise. It, it would be. Uh, he'd be happy to know, you know. Just let him, you think let he'd be happy? Do you think he'd be happy with me, Carl? I think so, and you know this would be a good time to try to get some get his uh, get him some time off, you know. Uh, away from the wife and kids, you know, just uh, yeah. Yeah, this has just made my. I'm gonna walk right in there. I'm gonna kick his door down, and I'm just gonna tell him we're going on vacation. Yep, yeah, surprise them all. God, 
Carlston, so thank you so much. Hey, where are you going on vacation? Well, I was really just gonna throw him into my trunk and take a long drive. Okay. You, you drive a van? Of sorts. Okay. You know what? This has just been so not. Thank you, Carl. I'm gonna go. Oh, I, I think he saw. I think he sees me. I need to go now while the surprise is still good. All right. You have a good night. Oh, thank you, Carl. Hey, hey Jeff, how liable are we? Hello. Uh, some. Uh. Hello. Hello? Hey, you're Carl. On, you're on with KWZ, Carl. Hey. Hey, Carl. Um. My name is Larry, and, you know, I'm having trouble on my vacation. You see, I met a nice person at the airport who seemed to need some help. And, you know, I consider myself a pretty uh, chivalrous kind of guy, and I was like, hey, I'll help you out, what do you need? And they were like, look. Um, I have too many bags, and, you know, I could only have uh, the carry-on for the overhead compartment and the one under the seat, uh, but I have an extra bag, and I don't want to check the bag, and I was like, that makes sense, checking bags is pretty expensive, and, you know, I only had the one bag for my overhead compartment, and they were like, can you... Um, carry this bag with you on the airplane and then have it as your carry-on? And I said, sure, why not? You know, I don't want to turn out and turn down a person in need. Um, so I agreed. And uh, going through the security check, um, you know, they, they have you put your bags through the thing. Uh, and they check what's inside of them and turns out the bag I had was just filled filled to the brim with drugs and and weapons uh, there were knives and guns and hand grenades and marijuana and and uh, just all sorts of syringes and a lot of things and so now now I'm in a room uh, you know with the TSA and I've I've been here for about 12 hours and I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the birth of my niece and uh Alright, let me stop you there. Alright. Yeah. So you're going on vacation. Uh-huh. You just got yourself a bunch of drugs and guns. Yeah? Alright, what's the problem? I, I, I well the the TSA, um of course, since I was holding the bag, they thought all the drugs and guns were mine, and... So say it is and get out of there. Oh, well, they want to they wanna send me to prison for having these things, because you can't take them on an airplane. Alright, and then, that's a good thing, man. And I, I just, I don't know what this person thought would happen, like, why they brought this whole bag, like, they didn't think anybody would search, and now they lost their drugs and weapons, and then I... But there's a couple of positive notes here. All right. Okay. One, if you could just leave and be like, hey, my apologies, guys. Let me get my things and I'll go. You got a lot of drugs. You got a lot of guns. And that's a, that's a vacation in itself. Do, do you Two, think I would, huh? if you go to prison, 
Yeah. That's vacation for life, man. Oh, you're right. And everybody's gonna think you're a badass. Wow, I always sneak in one of those guns. Gun in the bum, you're number one. Oh, really? You think that would work? That's right. Well, I'm just saying, you're going to go on vacation one way or another, alright? Whether you're gonna, you know, take your SAT like you're sitting in the room right now, or you're gonna go go see your, uh, your nephew, birth a niece, uh, whatever happens, man, you just gotta put a positive spin on it. It's not all that yeah, bad. Yeah, so I should just get up and walk out right now. Yeah, That's man. That's what you're saying? Yeah, with, with a gun in the bum. You with got a gun it. All right. That's right, Carl. Stay prepared. Stay cool. Oh, well, guys, uh, it was uh, nice talking to you for these 12 hours. I'm just gonna head out. <laughs> all right, looks like we lost the caller. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you all have a good vacation. Keep in mind that you gotta take it slow. Don't just impasse everything. You gotta stop and enjoy, smell the flowers. And be prepared. If you gotta put a gun in the bum to be number one, then you do it. You're listening to KWZD. Thank you for joining us today on tonight's episode of The Midnight Run, brought to you by KWZD. That was quite a powerful hour. I'd like to thank all of our guests, sponsors, members, participants, and of course, listeners alike, for help making our show possible. Remember to become a member today and receive a free tote with another tote within it. You know, tote, and it, all members are eligible to attend the Tote on a Boat cruise that will be leaving the bay in just a few short weeks. More information is on the website. This has been a production of KWZD.